Bong. Yes. Hundithal Podcast. Welcome, everybody. We have a very special interview episode. We got my friend, Chris's new friend, a fucking renaissance (laughs) man, a Mr. Worldwide, because he is an indie movie producer. He is a man of the arts. He has his things, most importantly, on Vimeo. Support your artist, but he is Mr. Worldwide. He's in the United States of America and Deutschland, a.k.a. Germany, a.k.a. Zifajaland, a.k.a. the Holy Roman Empire, if you're a history nerd. So welcome on Amazon or what is that? That's in those countries in the Holy Roman Empire. Yeah, dude. Time machines, bro. Okay. Time machines. So without any further introduction, we'd like to introduce Mr. Michael Morrison. Clap, 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 (laughs) clap, clap, clap. (laughs) Michael, Uh, what's up? Not much, guys. Not much. Hey, how much are you paying for? uh, I heard San Francisco is more expensive than Vancouver. So how much are you paying for that skyline of the the Golden Gate Bridge there? (laughs) I'm actually in a uh, bathroom at a Starbucks in San Fran. So, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 nice. You're on that, that famous. That, that, that cost that, me four, That cost me forty-seven dollars <laughs> <laughs> for one coffee. That was a price. Just, just use the bathroom. Just, and coffee. just yeah. use the bathroom. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? Oh, oh, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for thanks for uh, having me on here, fellas. Of course. And get get her doer again. I, I had a lot of fun last time. Yeah, if everybody doesn't know, we actually had a, a wonderful free-flowing discussion with Mr. Morrison. Yeah. But uh, fucking we're cheap pieces of shit. And we didn't technical pay for issues. Zoom, technical issues. And we had some technical issues. So, uh, no, it's, so it's, a, it's an NFT. You guys got to buy the NFT. Yeah. yeah. I think every, uh, every podcast episode should be an NFT. How do we blockchain? Sure. What is a blockchain? Know, man. First off. What is a blockchain, Mike? What do you think a blockchain is? This is why we had it's, you on the show. Yeah, <laughs> explain it. Not to, to talk about indie filmmaking, but uh, explain the blockchain. <laughs> it's about a hundred hours of YouTube videos, and you still won't understand it. So yeah. I don't either. Copy <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah, no, sorry, I I, I digress. Um, yeah, thanks, thanks for the intro. And um, well, yeah, because of the intro, you you made a movie. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. How, did, how does we, that we, feel we, finishing a movie? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Movie. Yeah, I, I was I, I I had an opportunity to produce a um like an independent feature film in uh in, in Vancouver and based like we shot everything in BC so it was pretty pretty uh pretty fantastic experience. We got to work like you know a lot a lot of neat locations and got to to make a, build a lot of relationships with a lot of um you know great great local filmmakers and a lot of like our 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 film had you know um first nations and indigenous uh uh thematic elements and we were able to build a lot of really you know great relationships with elders and and i was gonna ask actually like yeah like there there is a lot of those elements in there but was it written by an indigenous person no it, it it wasn't but we had um what we had was we had um like a consulting producer to right to to ensure that that stuff was was appropriate and, and yeah, yeah you know and made you know how, yeah, how respectful and everything spoken about and, and yeah like like there's truth to yeah. to those elements you know because of their you know how they were able to advise us and, and help us for exactly. articulate what we wanted to say and not and not come off like a not come know. off like a bunch of fucking asshole white people what's well, so, it for our audience yeah. uh, the name of the film is thunderbird it is yeah. i would how are you going to say that buddy like a, a a suspense drama yeah it's more yeah it's, it's kind of like a supernatural drama supernatural it's, it's, drama it's sort of yeah. yeah love it like a missing yeah i would even go as far you could say like a supernatural crime drama yeah. is what it is sort of the love essence it. of it 
and yeah. yeah, and it's yeah, it's set in kind of the heart of the Pacific Northwest, and yeah, filmed Film, in Port Hardy, filmed around Port Hardy, filmed some stuff in Port Hardy, gorgeous shot shots, fishing boat. That yeah, opening, yeah. the opening sequence of the fishing boat is like, uh, primo, and I mean yeah. the dynamic, like that, like um, the dynamic in the film. I like, I'm not going to spoil things, but of the the character, the young guy, um, who's you know searching for his sister right um mm -hmm. basically embroiled in this this very kind of uh somber mystery that gets unraveled throughout the film but i mean like the opening scene is that it's it's shot right on the like sail uh, queen charlotte strait north island uh beautiful shots and he goes into town and instantly there's a like that also sequence when he's like walking into town and runs into the kind of the the two uh native youths like, I mean, that dynamic uh, between settler and, 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 and first peoples and the kind of tension and almost like this, like, I think you guys actually captured that quite brittle, uh, quite beautifully, like an idea of almost like it, it's an interaction and a relationship, a settler colonial relationship that is so it's so regular and actually like part of living on the island as being a guy from the North Island living in Canada, living in the West Coast. Um, and yeah, I just think you guys did it great. I thought, I thought that, that, um, the dynamics between it, like what you said, like, I don't think you guys really came off as like, you know, the, the indigenous people just weren't a prop. Do you know what I mean? It was actually like, sure. oh no, this is, this could be any small fishing town, logging town, what, you know, cow town in BC. Do you know what I mean? And I thought that was really cool. I thought you guys did a really good job with that. So yeah, I don't know that that was, that was important to us from, uh, you know, from, from the get-go, from the, you know, the executive producers and, and, um, you know, our, our writer director, Nicholas Trishin and, you know, like, uh, the, the, the fellow that plays the, um, the, the young man looking for his sister, Colt Milky, he actually worked up there for many years on, on, on the, on the, the halibut boat we were, we were filming on. That was, that was, that was the boat that he worked on. And so there's a lot of, right a lot of connection to, to a lot of different communities that, that, that were built and that people already had established, you know, going into this film. So it was, it was pretty neat. It was kind of, that was, that was sort of the interesting part is like, you, you kind of like, like any production, you can't, you're, you're filming somewhere remote. They're not remotely, but like out of town, like you're kind of invading. So you have mm -hmm. to, you know, you can't trample everyone's flower bed and, and, um, you know, just shove everyone out of the way kind of thing. You have to, you know, have to go in and build relationships with, with, exactly. with people in the communities to kind of get yeah. the access you need. Super important then, as we all know. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, you know, and then from there, like you, you sort of, you start to build like collaborative relationships as well, which was really interesting for me is just mm -hmm. seeing that, that process transpire. And, yeah, yeah, as a producer, what was your role as a producer, like on set? On on set, well, like many, many, you know, many things. Like main, the the main thing was, you know, kind of ensuring with with the the assistant directors that were sort of, you know, on on schedule to what we planned to shoot. And if we were going to run into problems, we're not going to be able to shoot a certain thing. Is just understanding, okay, well, what's what's the most, you know, and then, you know from there figuring out with with the director and and ad's like well what's you know what are the 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 key things that we need to to get here for sure from like a standpoint of like film shooting the story 
Yeah. And then, you know, and, and then from there too, it's just, and then it's just making sure that everything's running smoothly. Like everyone's, you know, getting what they, they need to, to do their jobs as best they can. And, mm. you know, within, I mean, you're, that's the other thing too. You always want, like, there's all sorts of components with that. It's like everything has a cost to it when you're, yeah, is it when mostly you're on financial? shooting. Yeah. For, you know, you're looking at, at that like big time, like you have to factor that in, but like, you know, sometimes if you lose like a, a scene or something there, there's a cost associated with that, but then you can, you know, take that, what that scene was going to cost and put it into something and make it, you know, maybe stronger or, or sort of focus all the resources on right. one, on, on a different scene, on a different element. Are you doing that on the fly? It. Like you're doing something uh, and realizing you're not going to shoot something and you're like, Oh, well, let's just cut that and use that money for a different thing. Like, is that happening yeah, in the moment? Uh, you, you you can in the moment for for the most part if 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 it's when it's in the moment it's usually that money's been spent on it so it's just maximizing what you have there for the day mm-hmm. and then looking and then if you if you're kind of seeing okay well this day sort of went this way um just because we're we're sort we're on location and it is taking more time just because we're we're, we're an independent it's, it's a you know it's like a, a a lower it's a lower budget film so you have what you have as far as like uh like human power and stuff like that. So you can yeah. kind of, you can only do so much with, with sort of the labor force you have, yeah. like tech technician wise and, and creatives and everything. So you sort of look at the next day and say, okay, well, we should maybe not worry about this, this piece of equipment or this, this yeah. item. And let's just go forward, you know, so that we can, we don't have to work. Cause I think too, is you don't, you don't want to put it like panic in people's minds or that they have no. to rush all day. Cause that, that doesn't help no. either. Right. So it's just, it's just finding out, it's just asking questions to people and just sort of understanding where the, where the hiccups are going to come from. Yeah, absolutely. You, and I think you can dictate so much or sorry. No, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you, you, you can only, I think you can only dictate so much like in the moment it's it's yeah. more it's happened so you have it's it's responding to it instead of yeah. reacting to it i guess in, in the long run but yeah swimmer oh no i'm just saying like just so our audience understands because i mean the people that don't work in film are, are unfamiliar i think there's a lot of stereotypes for if you say like producer right like oh you big hollywood big shot producer like slimy guy or something like yeah that. like a big dick donnie coming in flying in from fucking napa valley to come in you know put the screws on babe, babe, production you can't pay for that babe yeah um yeah. but i mean like from what you're saying i mean and from what you're exemplifying is that being a producer is is so much more like especially when you are in a smaller scale like it's it like would it be safe to say you guys are kind of like almost like wrangling the vision like like you're not because like you, you you know you you feel the role sure. not in being i mean yes you're there making sure shit shot but yeah like you're thinking of like like the budget the whole you know the, the entire shooting process which you're constantly thinking of so it's actually like like i would like yeah like i would say it's it's probably safe to say and i'd ask you this like it's would, would it be safe to say that you guys have like an extremely important role um when you're producing an indie to kind of like just be that kind of push like be that kind of person who's getting like the entire making sure the uh the entire vision is encapsulated not just like a day of shooting or not just like the scene but like essentially fucking everything right yeah because that that's you know our yeah, you're there. You're there. You're you're definitely wrangling the vision, 
Um, that's a, that's a really good uh, way you framed it. Actually, it's that's really cool. And like they, you want to yeah, you want to support and wrangle the vision. You want to make sure that that, that you know because directors have their vision of, of what they want and how they want to go about it and 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 do it. And so it's then it's from there. It's like you do have to, like you say, wrang, wrangling is a good word because it's not as harsh as like when you're wrangling something. If something kind of steers off, you can kind of pull it back. Yeah, back yeah. in so you can you can sort of yeah channel it back towards what's 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 intended and what, mm-hmm. what needs to be done and yeah and i think and i think that's the thing because it's like it is it is for from like a, an artist standpoint like you know for that writer it is a vulnerable moment right like they're sort of sharing their vision their idea for it so you want to make sure yeah. that there's a good foundation for them to 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 go about that and yeah, and I think, yeah, and it's, it's just making sure too. Like, you can't also like over over promise to your to your. You have to be kind of pragmatic, re- realistic, and pragmatic with what what you have. Because if, if someone wants like a, you know, if you're doing a film that someone wants a Michael Bay shootout, and you have, you know, you don't have the money for it, you have to find a a, a way to to make that work or what's a what's a creative solution to that and like a lot a lot of our film there's a lot of sort of there's a lot of really great creative problem solving yeah with with sort of you know when you bring in like one one thing that's really yeah i don't want i won't i won't spoil it but there there's a couple of sort of moments where we you know cut around and jump around to different sort of images of violence instead mm-hmm. of actual violence and the, the those images of violence are towards you know um you know, they just, they sort of, uh, they portray the violence that's happening in action, but as we cut back and forth, it just, there's just some neat ways, yeah. you know, that, that, and exactly. that's, and that's after, that's after the fact you shoot it and you realize, oh, we, you know, we need kind of, we need to fill something up here and say something different with a visual metaphor, whatever it is yeah. you want to call it. And, you know, because we had such a, like a, such beautiful cinematography from our 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 cinematographer alfonso chin and like you know we we had that ability to cut back to things that said something that the image said something to what's going on here or something more in deeper so you know it's it's and it was and the other thing too is it was our first like that was my first time producing a feature length project so it's like it's it's every day is like a crash course you know right, right? like yeah. you can plan and put together things but then when they happen you're sort of like you say you're 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 always wrangling something mm-hmm. making sure that it's that it's in line and, and ready to rock as a producer um it's classically seen as like you're the money guy basically and you're sort of controlling yeah. the money but when you're not in a major studio situation like warner or paramount whose money are you using is it your money or where are you getting the money and then you're responsible for the money to the people like how does that work yeah well we funding the 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 funding like it it came in basically from um i I would call it like our our sort of scenario with more like angel investors they wanted to see um you know our executive producer gabrielle she was she was the one that, that that funded the the project and you know and she she had a really you know colton Colton, Colton was also a dive master on a on a guideboat that would go up to Alaska, and they and Colton and Gabrielle cross paths, and 
you know, formed, formed a friendship and relationship and sort of like, and, and, you know, Gabrielle and, and her husband, you know, were, were very, very kind, generous people and, you know, had done, they'd done very well for themselves and wanted to support someone's uh, artistic endeavor in, in, in filmmaking. So, so they, you know, they were there to, to support us financially along the way. And yeah, you are like, it, it's, you are responsible for, for making sure that that, that that resource doesn't go to waste. And right. it's not like, oh, okay, well, there's money here. So let, let's just put it into to all our pockets and, and yeah. walk away and say we did our best. But it's like, you know, like not, it wasn't, it wasn't any, that, that's, that's sort of the interesting thing about filmmaking is it's, it is a business. Yeah. Like first and foremost, at, strangely. At the, at, 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 yes. And like, and I, I think it's like, there's two, you know, and, and, and it's a huge risk for people, you know, yeah. investing into first time filmmakers because it's like, there's a lot of, you know, we, we did a really good job. We made, we made a great little film and, you know, mm-hmm. do you show them and, projections but, of like what the profit would be? Like, are they expecting a profit or are they just happy to give money and see a project be made? I think, well, everyone, I think everyone is expecting profit or expecting some way that, you know, over a long term. Um, um, yeah, there's, there's all sorts of projections. Like the, there's, there's all sorts of databases out there that show like numbers based off of like a, a type of genre that you have and yeah. based off of, of, you know, A to Z factors yeah. of, of how it did and, and what it did. But, you know, and, and I think, yeah, people do expect to, to see that back, but at the same time, ours, ours was in, in a sense, you know, um, to really go and try and do something. And then, you know, we can start to build that plan on the back end. Like that's where we started out was to make, a, was to make a film and, and make a feature film yeah. and not, you know, and it wasn't like, Oh, you need to make us, this needs to make $10 million. That would be great. You know, but you know, and we, you know, we, we released it, you know, on demand like covid was an interesting thing for us like we were set up to go to a lot of different festivals and then covid happened yes and you know and we had you know we had um we can't get like too far into it, but we had individuals that were you know looking to sort of broker things for us and that it all kind of fell through and yeah sort of left things in a in a stagnant position for for a little too long and and then you know we had you know luckily we had you know, we, we made an international sale, which is, which is great because yeah, it gets, it gets, you know, it allows people to see the film yeah. in, in a different country from ours, which is cool. And it's, you know, it's available to watch mm. in Canada and available on, on Amazon. Um, that Amazon itself is Prime pretty amazing States. as a first yeah. time producer to have your thing out there that's so readily available, you know? Yeah. Like people, a lot of people, people just, can... what's that? Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. I was just saying a lot of people just like upload it to YouTube and then maybe their friends see it, but it's like a small pool. But when you have it on such a large platform, you're more likely to have a random person just be like, what's this? And then just click on it and go for it, you know? Yeah. And you yeah, guys and you did do. play festivals oh, too. You did play festivals too, didn't you? You did Whistler, we, Yes, we did. We, we did, we did uh, yeah, like that was kind of the start of our our um, um, sort of festival run if, if you want to call it or or like our our showcases to festivals and like um it was um 
yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Like it was a pretty neat experience. Like you're like, sure. It's, it's not like the sun dances and this and that, but it's, it's a, it's a very recognized festival in Canada. And like, yeah. you know, got, got to meet a lot of interesting filmmakers and different people. And it, it's, it's, it's like a, it's a problem because it's like, that's like a festival audience is cool because we also, because we were like a Canadian film and it was our, our, you know, we made it our world premiere and also like our, our Canadian premiere. We were able to compete in a pretty, uh, let's call it the George Borsos competition in the Borsos competition. So he, he's a, you know, pretty story Canadian filmmaker and, and, um, but this competition, like we were, you know, we were in, we were in the same competition as a film that won the best foreign Oscar. So it's like you oh, get, nice. you know, yeah. uh, Antigen, 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 yeah. Antigen. It's, it's yeah. A, uh, I, I forget the female um, filmmaker from Montreal. I got to brush up a little, but it's just, again, you're just, you're sort of in this competition with all these really great films and filmmakers. Yeah. And you're being, and, yeah, you're around and, those people and, too. Like, and, and you're around those people and you yeah. can, you know, your, your arms reach to have conversations with people and all, all sorts of things. So it's, 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 it's really cool from that standpoint. And, and again, it's like everyone's hard work that went into it gets to be showcased and, 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 and admired at the end does, of the day. Does that inspire you almost more when you're in that, in that, in that field where like, you're like, Oh, this guy was a, is an Oscar contender. This guy is, you know what I mean? Like you get to that level and then it's like, you're, you're in that circle, right? Like your, your art is with that art, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's going in the same for, way. for sure. It is, it is, it is inspiring. It's also when you look at it too, like you get to see, um, like I, I think for for first time filmmakers, festivals are like a they're a great way to go, and like it's it's almost like you know that's to me the mark the benchmark for like a first time filmmakers is having your you know your work showcased in a festival in a recognized festival, and Absolutely. it doesn't have to be and I, I shouldn't say recognized because that's, that's that's you know demeaning. Like there's all sorts of great <laughs> festivals that showcase yeah really great work and you know aren't in variety and aren't in hollywood reporter as the marquee festival but yeah. they're showing great films and people yeah. with cool visions and stories right for first-time so, filmmakers it might seem like a daunting task to try to get into a festival is it a lot of like bureaucratic paper writing and all that crap or is it actually fairly easy you know what like um we we went through i think there there's yeah there is the bureaucratic side of things but i think that that's you know I don't want to, that that's more of a negative connotation to, to throw towards it. But I think like there's really great platforms like film free freeway was a really awesome tool. Sorry, what's it's called? a uh, film freeway. Okay. And, and it, it's, um, it's a database of just about if, if there's a film festival and they list it on film freeway, you can, you can submit to that festival. So through it's, that it's site, that, through through yeah, that, through film, oh. yeah, through film freeway. It's really cool. And then there was That's there was another resource. one out there. It's it's a it's a tremendous resource because there's all sorts of things. And there's like they have screenplay competitions. They have uh, like you know a, a number of different sort of festival type environments for filmmaking that may yeah. not necessarily be you know. And that, and that's the other thing too is you you can look those up and if you're a filmmaker and you see oh that's in my area go you can go get a ticket or a pass or whatever and, and mm. go check it out yeah film like, freeway that's yeah. great that's film, great to know film freeway yeah yeah 
yeah, I, I, it's it's uh, it's a really great resource. And like you know, there's there's other ways too. Is you can sort of under you know get to attend events and find out who programmers are and you know chat them up and 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 go about it that way. But like you know, it, it is tough to sort of chat someone up that's on the other side of the country and like you know like the one cool thing about film festivals is is your work is your work and it's yeah. and it's assessed by a panel and yeah. like it it's so it's it's not about you know you know the coffee ad know. and the commitment yeah. you know you know i mean maybe it is an element but i i just i i still think like festivals are sort of like the the olympics for filmmaking right still. totally like it's, it's it's based off of, of merit in, well, in, in the long it's, run it's crazy because like um vancouver there's so much film for such a small country in canada and you know i mean whether you're in toronto or vancouver both internationally recognized you know film hubs but what you're saying about like bureaucracy or who you know like we don't have like la new york i mean they have fucking like those are places that are entrenched not i mean those are the money bag spots but also like you, you know you have people who are a guy who grew up in hollywood who literally goes to the, like, you know, I got on my phone, the San Vicente bungalow, like a fucking private club where you have to stick to your fucking camera because it's fucking celebrities. And then like, literally, like I was at a guy's birthday party when I was in LA and he's a director and like one of his producer buddies showed up and then he just kind of like left his table and had these like, oh, I got to go talk to these fucking guys. And then they were just having serious conversations. And it was like, I was hammered off Negronis and I was like, man, like, that but just the, the the idea that there's just like places like clubs are like you know what i mean like meetings where these people like you know you have artists and producers like you have the people with the visions and the money uh kind of just always kind of around each other you know what i mean like and like and knowing each other mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. the fact that you guys can make movies here we can make films here i think is really cool because you know without that oh. like we don't you know you don't need it really but it, it almost makes your kind of it, it, to me it seems like your drive is kind of that much you're that much hungrier to get it out because you you, you have to do it all yourself you have to find yeah you, some you have to meet a producer who's a a rich person in in the alaska panhandle do you know what i mean and then like you can make that connection or or whatever way right like it's a completely different way of actually starting the process of getting a film made you know mm -hmm. well yeah that's that's it and, and like that's how i came about this was from from colton like like him like my brother plays hockey so he colton's from Kelowna. colton's the so my main brother, character of the movie Col yeah colton wilkie yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Col colton wilkie's the colton plays will, will brook yeah 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 he'll, he'll like that and he'll dig that yeah. um and um but like i i came about it because like he views buddies with my brother and like it just sort of like you know in in a sense of of who you know and in, in a in a sense of just not 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 in the um oh let lost my train of thought but like again just just someone that that i got random. to know through through my brother yeah very very yeah. random like a very a very random who you know and yeah. and like and and but i don't even think it was it was the essence of that but like i think you know, we just we just got together and decided like, hey, like we should let's let's start something. Let's, let's do it. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. And like, fucking, fucking you know, and, and 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 our investors were like, okay, well, you, you need to come to the table with with like a you know a completed script and, and a budget and a breakdown and 
and, and scheduling yeah. and, you know, like the, the how, how are you going to do it? Like yeah. they understand the why, but it's like the how and the how, you know, well, the how, how, is can we, great. how can we get into action? We're sorry. Yeah. In Vancouver, the how is great because it's like on the, like you mentioning world-class like technicians, basically like, like Vancouver is a world-class technician place for shooting movies. Like it's, it does so many TV shows like Riverdale and all this kind of stuff, like big popular TV shows that I think people kind of forget because they always think of LA as like the movie place. But it's like we have a on par world class technicians in Vancouver who work in film. Like we pump out so much stuff. So it makes sense that there's all these indie filmmakers in Vancouver because we're all like super talented, basically, you know? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I agree 100%. Like, you could, like, it, it's interesting. I'm just, I'm just saying more about what you said, but like we're, we're in a place where, why why couldn't vancouver be the place where uh, like top top end ip is is yeah. developed shot done Thanks. retained you, you, yeah. you know what i mean like like service service the service industry is huge like the production service industry is huge in 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 vancouver and and it's again insane. like it, yeah and and again like you say like we've we've benefited from that as a training ground as, yeah. as filmmakers and there's you know and there's people that that come here after after film school there's people that like got into it because a another industry shut down and they have sort of they have applicable skills that, that are transferable to to the film industry and like and the cool yeah. thing about about film is like you get in there, there there's a there's great people that like will show you the way and yeah. and like you know so i think that that's that's a credit too is like there's a lot of people been around for a long time as technicians yeah. it's also a boom our... right now like there's a boom so there's a big open door for people to join the industry whereas maybe earlier like decades ago it might have been a little bit harder because it was like not as busy so to like get your foot in the door was tougher but now it seems like it's a little bit wide open if you did want to get into film it's not that hard to stay in it and to advance fairly quickly but to combine with both of you guys are saying because i think there's a boom which is right. So there's a lot of people, but then what Mike was saying, where you have these old experienced technicians. So like, it's a weird thing where like, it becomes that much more almost esoteric to kind of stay in mm -hmm. because, but then if you actually, yeah, like if, if you actually stick with experienced older guys or like, you know, like you, you kind of have, you kind of prove that you're willing to like stick it out. People will see that and then kind of treat you, you know what I mean? Like you kind of like, like okay you kind of get the pass or you get like the touch where it's like okay you actually you're almost like one of us like you're, you're willing to fucking do these stupid nights or do this or do that and like you, so you get more opportunities and you get more opportunities or, yeah. you get taken more seriously yeah i i i think so too because it's like that's in yeah to to touch on that i think it's like the people that are in the leadership positions and and in charge of departments and stuff they've they've sacrificed a lot and we yes. work long hours in film right like and it's like I, I think there's there's an element to team environment, right? Like if everyone's willing to to go the extra mile, or there's a million cliches, or you know, you're all suffering together, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's, yeah. It's, yeah. That, that's that's well put. Yeah, we're exactly. all suffering together. You know, so. we're all we're all suffering together and having. Yeah. But you know what? We have fun. We have fun when we do it. Like yeah, you know, like I've that, that's that's kind of the thing. Like the the experience you can gain in Vancouver, in in any facet of, of filmmaking is is. I don't oh, yeah. think there's many other Canadian cities like no. say by Toronto, no. maybe Winnipeg, yeah, big ones. Halifax. But yeah, but, like I'd say Toronto, maybe the Toronto's first. big, but yeah. I don't know about you guys, but man, like yeah, like I can't. It's 
I don't I can't picture myself going back. It's a weird you open the door and then you're like, I can't go back. Like yeah. I've I've gone into sets, you know, and like with like it, you know, like fucking fake blood everywhere, or like broken glass, or you're like, you know, you're in some weird studio and you're just kind of like looking around and you're like, you know what though? Like I don't think I'd want to do be anywhere else. Or you're like in the rain, you know, and like right on the ocean and or like you're in some rock yeah. quarry in pit meadows and it's fucking two o'clock in the morning and they're fucking doing five more fucking takes of some stupid scene <laughs> but you're like hey man like it takes an adventurous I, spirit yeah like one won't be anywhere else yeah sure sure does well i was gonna say too much montreal would be a really cool place to yeah be. i'd love dude i'd love to uh, fucking uh, work as in a, montreal as a, as a filmmaker and just in general montreal is such a great montreal great is a shit shout out to montreal <laughs> really I really, yeah 100 yeah. yeah there you go <laughs> shout out shout out yeah. your weather but, sucks um, but you're a cool city <laughs> Yeah, I I learned quite a bit when I first because I've always been interested in film and I always used to like watch behind the scenes kind of stuff and like movie magic yeah. stuff where they show you you know how special sure. effects are done all that kind of stuff, but it wasn't until I actually got onto a set and was watching how it actually functions like till I started learning what roles were and stuff like I always just imagined the director was the one kind of setting up the shots and like to a certain extent they are but it's so like it's all segregated little jobs like cameras setting up the framing you know like the cinematographers kind of almost has the last call like are we going again ask the cinematographer are we doing another take yeah like i would have thought that was the director i know there's to a certain extent it's both of them but it's like all the roles started to become more clear to me and i was actually blown away at how intense it is and how many people different groups of people are working together <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't know it just opened my mind quite oh. a bit to the whole process Oh, big time. And it's, it's, it's like you say, it's almost like a, it's, it's interesting because it, like to someone who like a passerby and just sees all the commotion and, and, and things running around. But like you say, once, once you're on the ground looking at it, like, it's a really interesting quality system, you could say. Yeah. And like that. And when you look, like you say, like the take system, it's like, oh, you know what? There was too much light spilling here and i didn't yeah. you know i, I wasn't let's, let's knock that back a little bit or like yeah. and then you know the actor maybe picked something up with, with with the left hand instead of the right hand like these are just sort of yeah. trivial things let's get a different like, shape cup you know where's yeah. props but, we need i don't like that coffee cup get a different cup yeah <laughs> yeah no but yeah there's 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 all sorts of things but that that's yeah. sort of what's neat about it is it's really like it is it is a big quality system at work that that's had like hundreds of years yeah. of like yeah. being ironed out so it's like you're you're seeing it too like yeah there's there's it, it's neat like i just i really i really organized chaos whole, everyone will say that yeah. i feel like it's like yeah it, like, sometimes sure. i can't believe the movie's being made like with all these different personalities and setting stuff up and well, in, in conflict sometimes you know what i mean like it's so trippy it's crazy and as, as a yeah. producer like you you're there i mean you're there even before the vision right like you talk to a guy sure you talk to fucking wilkie you fucking get that shit going but i mean like like there's the pre-planning you know the pre-production production post-production post then fucking getting into you know trying to sell it but like experience my experience working just working like i've done locations work where you do pre right you're prepping you're prepping fucking locations but there's so much pro yeah like what dad to chris is saying there's so many people moving around the organized chaos and you're doing when you're on a big set um you're doing something important right and you're yeah you're contributing you're cutting light you're you know you're editing your 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 costumes are there blah 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 but you like the fact that you're we put so much work in and we you literally have zero control on the finished product 
to me is fascinating. Like we're these cogs, but we're like, well, I hope it's good. You know, you wipe your hands and you're like, oh, I hope that's good. You know, like what a crazy thing. Cause like when we made music, we would like, we had complete control, right? We had the ideas, we had the beats, we yeah. would, we, you know, and even mastering it. Right. And like tweaking it, mm-hmm. even when we did music videos, we edited our music videos, right? A much smaller thing, but like contributing something artistic, but then having just merely being almost like in an army, right? You're like, I'm the guy, you know, I'm the fucking heavy fire guy. I'm the support guy. I'm the engineer. I'm the medic. Like you're all part of an army, but like you're all have like specific roles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then like, to me, that's such a fascinating aspect of that job because you're creating this giant work of art, like all your fucking sweat, but you still are j- just a fucking soldier, you know? Yeah. And that, that's, I mean, that's, that's sort of the, um, Yeah, it's like I, I think I think in the, and it, it can it can lead like I think there's two sides of that coin like because there there's a side like well I'm just I'm just a cog and I'm just you know mm-hmm. here you go but it's like like you say there there is everyone embodies like 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 Chris was saying like a, a really adventurous spirit yeah and like everybody do, yeah when when people show up they want to do a good job because. You know, and, and you know what, sometimes you're sweeping up cigarette butts and then, you know what, in, in, Just in, and I, I can, I can tell you like right now, like you, that person sweeping up butts could be making the next Marvel film. In, yeah, definitely. They could be a PM in five like, years. That's what they always tell you, you on know, set. Yeah. They're like, be well, nice yeah, to everybody because that could be your boss tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it. yeah. hundred percent. And like, um, but yeah, that, that is, that is an interesting thing though, because it's like, oh, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm a small piece, like, like Mark and I grip together and, and like, and like, we're, you know, we're, we are a, a small piece to it. We're, we're still like at the end of the day, like if, if, if you remove that one cog, yeah, like either, you know, I think by virtue, there would be just a swarm of other technicians just coming in from other departments trying to make it work. But if you just removed it and there was no support from anyone else, you wouldn't have as beautiful um, light and and yeah. and, and yeah. images and, and really cool vantage points for shots. Because, you know, like Ex- we're, oh, yeah. we're, we're tasked sometimes we got to go up in a we got to go up in a lift. In the fucking giant lift, 50, 50 feet in the air, mount mount yeah. a camera, a fifty pound camera with all the lens and, and gear on it over an actor, make sure it's safe, make sure it's ready to go to give that privileged perspective and view of that scene. Yeah, exactly. And, and then, you know, and it and it's like, you know, and it's I, I I can understand too. Sometimes people see it like there's so much going on for for everyone at once. Like it it's it's really. It's, it's tunnel vision like it just happens to me often you get tunnel oh, vision yeah. and you're not you're not necessarily aware of 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 what you're just aware of like okay well that's you're you're seeking to destroy you are you're a soldier you're, that's you're, my here's job what, yeah well yeah. i, I kind of at first yeah. i like i i thought that was kind of like dinkish that they wouldn't people wouldn't help each other but then i realized that on a stressful like show if you're like really going like they're just kind of powering through the day you can't really you don't have time to be considerate about other people's departments you just i mean you could be nice obviously but you're sort of like i have to get this up right now and you're kind of in my way so now i'm being slightly rude you know what i mean because it's like i have to do you're feeling the time pressure yeah you know what i mean but well and it's just like dangerous right like get out of the way like you know like 
don't push this crane or like we have to do this like yeah i think there's a tear because i think like 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 there's certain guys on set like if you're grip and an alex guy starts helping you you're like great or like set or you help set deck move a table because you're there and you're like i'm here i'm a big guy like i'm gonna move it. but yeah like you don't want a fucking cameraman touching like I've i've had like producers assistants start touching grip gear to get it out of the way and i'm like i'm literally right behind you don't like just get the fuck out of the way like i'm touching yeah. this like you're not touching this like yeah and, and yeah i know and, that, and that's and that's i think i think it's like again but that that's 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 that sort of um infectious and contagious energy of like collaborating you want to yeah. help everyone yeah you know you want to you want to help out but it's like at the same time too like sometimes there are people that, that yeah like if there's a flag set or a frame set and someone goes and moves it it's gonna change the way the light looks and everything like it's been yeah set. It's, it's just like yeah. It, yeah once once it is it's, it's interesting it's like it is from an artistic standpoint you're you're painting with light so it's like that stroke of light or that beam of light is a oh, yeah. precise stroke right so if, if you adjust it or move it it changes Dude, that whole frame but, i've yeah, been on uh, sets yeah. like that where like a pa is moved like we did an elaborate setup behind a school and like with lighting and we were like cutting the light a certain way with flags and then a pa moved it to like have a greater access through for no for some fucking reason and then the yeah. dp the cinematographer is like what the fuck is going on like looking at the monitor like, and then the grip is like i i didn't fucking like what the fuck then i'm like mm -hmm. i didn't it was just like a lower down the ladder do you know what i mean i'm just like yeah. then i ran over and i'm like do not move our fucking flat like this is because this is set up specifically for this for the the fucking yeah. light like it's, it's hilarious oh no for sure and like that that those those kind of things like we like most service production is is a heavily unionized environment yes. so it's like you're not supposed you to know. touch each other's stuff a touches Unless a stuff ask. and b touches b stuff you ask always ask it's yeah. just it's you know it, it just ask and it prevents you know it prevents like those things you know because that's the thing someone's already so far down their mind and they've dealt with that one thing and they have to go back and redeal with it and it, it may it may seem menial and, and stuff like that but at the same time it's just like oh yeah know, we have oh. a certain amount of time and then you know from from a producer standpoint like every minute costs you know, so. Hold on, Mike. You're sorry. You're kind of cutting. You're a little quieter right now. Sorry, to interrupt okay. you. How's that sound? Oh, way better. That's way better. That's way better. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We'll edit this. Yeah. We won't edit this. Rods. Yo, this is Gonzo. This is Gonzo <laughs> podcast. That's fine. It's perfect now. It's it's great, buddy. You're beautiful. Um, That's good. Okay. I yo, just need to be guys on speaker just so I can hear a little better. It was just on my phone. Speaker. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry, guys. Uh, now the video. Now the video is paused. This is chaos. There you go. Oh, there you there go. Okay. <laughs> Gotta ask you about your experience with a legend of Vancouver filmmaking, Uwe Ball. Oh. So yeah. if those for those that don't know, this guy is like a person who buys video game properties, like IPs, and then makes terrible movies out of them and makes a few bucks off of them, like five to twenty million dollar movies, and he's a psychopath also. Yeah, this is what I did. This is German filmmaker. He went around like 15 years ago when nobody gave a shit about video games, basically collected funding, got the licensing from said video games, 
came to Vancouver, contributed to our industry, Thank but you. was but by making the fucking worst fucking movies of all time, critically destroyed with on the huge internet. actors. Yeah. So imagine imagine this like psycho German dude comes in who looks like a fucking angry turtle, and you know with the same attitude too. You're on set turtle. and it's like with Jason Statham and Ray Liotta, and you're like, this is insane. I heard the budget is thirty million dollars. Wow, this is great. And then you proceed to work on the worst movie yeah. you could ever fucking think of. When it comes out, it's one of the worst things you've ever seen, and no critic likes it, and it's universally panned. And on this <laughs> podcast, we encourage everybody listening to please Google, Wiki, Yahoo, if you still have it, YouTube, Uwe Ball, U-W-E, Ball. B-O-L-L. Yeah. And the calamity that he created in this city. And the kicker is that he invited... A bunch of his most profane critics um, from the internet to a boxing match in Vancouver <laughs> and proceeded to beat the stuffing out of these internet nerds yeah. because they dared to criticize his works. They also, they also showed up thinking it was like all fun and games publicity stunt, but this guy had basically trained as an amateur boxer for four months before this and then beat the shit out of them all. Yes. Oh, be- poetic justice. <laughs> it's beautiful. Like, how can I love something that is so vile? And now you, how is Michael, that possible? you've had direct contact with this man? Yeah, what's your connection? What's or the Mike Morrison? What happened? Oh, you know, some connection. When, when, I, when I first started out, I worked I worked for a company that was, that was doing something with him. Like, he had a concept for a for a show and it was sort of springboarding off of that that notion of like uh fighting your critics right like i don't i never it was never gonna go down i don't think it, it, it like the the legalities of of doing something of like unless it's like the ultimate fighter yeah. kind of show yeah. uh i was i don't think it was ever gonna like fully fully pan out but it was it was rooted around this like idea that like you know i have to be i, I do have to be sort of broad because i from last time was was looking at at, at this but like it, it in the, the essence of it is like he's he's a big foodie like my my interaction with him like wasn't necessarily him motoring around and like like these these stories you hear of of like a a, a tyrant and and this and that it was it yeah. was like we were, we were like the access we were given was to his personal life and, 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 you know, yeah. and just seeing him, like he's very passionate about food and he, he opened a really cool restaurant called Bauhaus and he brought yeah. in this cool Michelin star chef and yeah. like, you know, we followed him around, but you know, he's, it's, it's, it's interesting that like he has, but he does have a distinct, like, this is how it is and don't get in my way with it because yeah. I'm not, vision. I'm the not, man's got vision, man. The man's got vision and, and like, <laughs> Vision you know what? His, his stuff didn't. His, his vision pool. did not. Um, what? What's trash, what's, dude? What's, what's the word? It oh yeah, fucking baby there's, there's good, good results. Good yeah. like it's, it was it's the bad. F- it's bad. It's bad. They're bad, bad movies. But again, like, <laughs> like, like we were saying before, Chris. Like, it's it's a. This is a a whole business, and someone that comes and says, you know what, this is great video game yeah. IP. That is just I exactly make, it. Well, he understood the business aspect more than the filmmaking and, aspect. And, <laughs> He was probably going to the fucking San Vicente bungalow and being like, "Yeah, look, I have I have four million dollars from Germany. I'm a very good director. I, my You're vision like is very strong." Mm-hmm. Like he was probably just 
like these Good fucking salesman. like weird LA dudes, right? Who are so unsure of themselves and living in essentially existential crisis every day. And you have this fucking this Iron Kaiser will of this just fucking like he probably they're like, oh, this guy's a fucking genius. Oh, yeah. he has Ben Kingsley. He knows exactly in the, in what the, he wants. In the blood blood rain movie, let's. He has Ben Kingsley. How can we not give him twelve million dollars, guys? Guys, think. <laughs> yeah. How can we not give this? This fucking well, Kaiser, this iron-fisted fucking general, twelve million dollars with Ben Kingsley in the vampire movie. Everybody loves vampires. Everybody loves Ben Kingsley. He's German. He's efficient. And then he just makes the worst movie you could ever think of because yeah. his vision or his his idea and his like you have to admire the man's uh, creative like like how he's protected his own. He's like I will see it through like his willpower. But it's just funny because he has the willpower of a of a Kanye West, of a of a Bob Marley, of a fucking of a like of a genius. But the talent sure. of a the, Tommy Wiseau. The, the talent of a Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> the talent of a Tommy Wiseau. The talent of like not even a day one Vancouver Film School student. Like the talent of not even the talent of a guy who makes skate videos. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like Yeah. Oh. I but, love that. But he's a nice guy. But he's a nice you had, guy. You had a great but, time with him, right? But you know right? what? Great like, restaurant. The, the, the thing, the, yeah, the, like, you know, he was just, again, it was, it was, it's, that, that's interesting because it's like that this, I guess, like, just thinking about what we've talked about and like, like, there's this sort of, there is a, a chain of command and there's this urgency all the time and like everyone responds differently to stress and, and, and you know and and like he, like you say he he does have a very strong will right and yeah. like i think everyone's people in different stages have have come across him i was lucky to come across some more of like a you know we're just we're just there we're kind of working on this on this idea mm. that that he wanted to 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 develop and and do and stuff and it was a little different yeah um environment i didn't i didn't see all the things that that people you know all all the hit the 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 the, the oh what's the word the myths i guess you could say the myths yeah. and legends yeah but but like again though it's it's dude wild. that's that is sort of the downside of 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 the industry is like you can have like that that's a smart business strategy like there's there's like big ip that gets picked yeah. up all the time and turned into huge franchises you have an automatic uh fan base that could potentially spend money on you like yeah already plus, ingrained, like right there yeah. plus in, in sort of the era he was doing it or the time frame he was doing it it was it was like oh you have ray liotta and or uh, ben kingsley in your movie yeah we'll buy Jason this Statham. we'll buy yeah, this yeah. Exactly. Right for for a million bucks he's a good businessman and kingsley here and yeah and like you know oh, and Christian that's, and that's in it. great like it's a star yeah. or sorry oh no just adding yeah christian slater like yeah. jason Statham. yeah it's the star it's it's the star system that that was created by hollywood to market there I, yeah sorry. we got a shout out uh the, the audience should take <laughs> uwe ball's style of making movies as their motivation for getting into the film industry if, if you ever ball want to do it learn go yeah, for it then you could do it um oh, wrap, yes, wrapping sorry. it up though yes just wrapping it up sorry. um are you still driven after producing one movie? Are you using the Uwe Ball motivational energy to keep producing and keep making movies, or you want to do something else in the film industry? You know what? Like there, there, like there, there were moments where I was like, you know what? I don't like questioned why 
like why I wanted to do producing and like just going, you know, but I, I, I'm, I'm still motivated and, and I want to, you know, I've, I've been working on developing some stuff for, for a little bit here. Like I, at, at the end of the day, like it took me four years to make, you know, four years of my sort of time and commitment with, with Thunderbird. So there, there's a point too. like, I have a family support. So working, you know, I get, I get caught up sometimes in, in working in the service world because it's like, yeah, you know, it pays, pays the, bills the bills really well. And, and yeah, and, and just allows, allows a little freedom when, when I want to take it. And like, and I think, you know, I think it's just sort of, I've just sort of started getting back into sort of, you know, developing a few things and, and you know, starting to put yeah. together some budgets and schedules and, and sort of, yeah. you know, starting to sort of narrow down into a couple projects because before too, like I found myself, I was like, Oh, I'm, this is a great idea. This is a great idea. And like, you start kind of going in all different directions with like different writers and different people. But it's like, I've just, after Thunderbird too, it's like my focus had to be fully there. So it's like, you know what, like take Pick two one projects, develop them and then, you know, c- commit to it and, and go for it and stuff. Cause it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a journey, right? Like, you know, there are, there are young producers in, in Hollywood and, and stuff. It's, it, it's important. I think, in the long run as a, you know, if you want to be a producer, don't, you don't have to compare yourself just because someone's got, you know, gotten in and, and is a, you know, is a producer by the time they're 35 and produced. Oh yeah. Yeah. Five, six movies. You know what I mean? Like it's like the, the majority of the producers you meet when they come to town in Vancouver are 45, 50, 60. Like they, they, been around for a long time right and it's like i feel i feel fortunate that i have that i have the opportunity to to produce a, a feature and have have the ability to show people what i can do you know and yeah. that's sort of my next my next step is just sort of yeah. take it from there and just basically know, be able to pit, don't give sorry. up and it's never too late no man it is yeah, yeah like it, it maybe as corny as that that's no, no, not never corny, true. But like no, it's straight fast. up true. There, there's strong sentiment in that like there's strong i started in film when i was 30 31 yeah i was yeah film. yeah like and <clears throat> And I, and I think too, like, I don't know if I, I did a, a, a good enough job for answering it, Chris, earlier, but like, I think if people want to make films, go like, try it on your cell phone or, or buy, yeah. you know, go GoPro. buy a DSLR. Just do it. Like, yeah, just, like, go for it. Buy, like, your, buy your Nike tracksuit and just go do it. And if anybody says shit, <laughs> if anybody fucking criticizes you, you can challenge them to a fucking <laughs> bare knuckle fucking fist and just. Yeah, then challenge them on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, well, I think we should leave on that yeah, inspirational sorry. note. Um, I, I, I it's never too late. That. Sorry, guys. It's, it, no, don't, don't fucking, don't you dare fucking apologize. Yeah. Michael. <laughs> it's never too late. Follow your dreams. Beat the shit out of your fucking enemies. Yeah. yeah. Peace. Thank you Bum, for joining bum. us, Mike. Hey, mm. thanks, guys. I, re- I really enjoy this. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. Right on. And, and I, I, yeah. Again, you guys are really awesome at this. So All right, yeah. keep, keep it going, man. Sweet. All right, buddy. Take care, guys.